Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carly Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. Well, I am so excited today to get back into it because it's January. It's 2024. I'm super excited. This has been my first week back, although I know I am a late starter with, you know, nearly being the end of January. But I had the most incredible holiday away. I spent about a week up in the Sunshine Coast before Christmas, and then I went off overseas to Turkey and then Egypt, which was absolutely amazing. Did get a little bout of the sickness by the time I got to Dubai, but so, you know, unfortunately had to rest my head. And then I spent a week in Mount Monganoe in New Zealand. So I had a really great extended, you know, time away for about four weeks, which honestly, it just does so much for you in terms of like being really ready to get back into the throes of things. And during the time away, I probably didn't check my email at all. I didn't even have a um, a notification going out because I don't really receive that many emails because I have truly automated everything in my law firm away from me. So that was awesome. And, you know, as I get better and better and keep tweaking my systems and processes and keep tweaking all these automations, I just find that I have more and more freedom in the firm, which is great. Scalable law, everything kind of stopped over the holidays. People were not necessarily thinking too much about joining the program, although there's been a massive influx of people joining in January, which has been awesome uh, because... I love helping law firm owners who are motivated and there's certainly heaps of motivated law firm owners um, coming into 2024. So I've been onboarding a whole lot of clients into Scalable Business Lounge and Accelerator program starts next week. So I have onboarded all the people into Accelerator. If your firm though is a million dollar plus firm or say five plus uh, staff, there is still space, so if you do want to join that program, that's all about getting you free off the tools, off all the jobs that you shouldn't be doing, and really you know, elevating you into the CEO level of your law firm. So if that is for you, please hop on over to my website and fill out the application form, and I will be getting back to you as soon as possible. But the one thing that has been kind of hit the ground running in January for me has been the LawBizCon conference because it's now only five months away, which I'm so super pumped and excited about. I've been nutting out and finalizing all the speakers and the topics. And the idea of LawBizCon is that people come, they spend two days really working on their business as a law firm owner and not in it. So you're actually going to be taking yourself away from your firm and you're going to be dedicating 
two full days to working on your business and you're going to be doing things where you come away with a, a plan for the next financial year, where you know how to get and stay on the front page of Google with your law firm, uh, how to implement tips for cash flow issues and debt management. Like there's so many amazing topics. We're running two streams. We have got incredible keynotes that are super inspirational. Uh, a lot of the people that we are getting in, the experts, are true experts in their area. And I really want the quality of this conference to be really, really up there. So we are not having, you know, any random speakers that are not uh, able to provide excellent, excellent value at every single session to law firm owners. I was online looking at a conference I'm contemplating on going to. Um, but most law firm conferences or law, legal conferences, they seem and appear so boring. And guess what, lawyers? We are not boring people. And if you are a law firm owner and you are listening to this podcast, you are an entrepreneurial lawyer and you certainly don't want to come to a conference to be bored out of your brain. You want to go away feeling super pumped, super excited ready to implement whatever you've learned over the last two days at the Law BizCon conference into your law firm. I want you to be so pumped and excited about the growth of your practice and, you know, really inspired to know that you can do it. And, you know, watching other law firm owners that are maybe a few steps ahead of you and learning how they got there. So if that sounds like something for you, we have got one more week, or actually by the time this comes out, it'll be less than a week, of the early bird tickets. So it's so inexpensive. We also have a drinks night, which is all paid for included in the ticket. And we have a gala dinner, and there's going to be heaps of amazing fun surprises. So it's not just a legal conference where you're going to be ticking the box to get your CPD points, although you will be able to get CPD points. It is a legal conference where you are going to come away feeling super pumped, super excited, cannot wait to get into the next financial year because it is in May right before the financial year. So have a look online. I've got a separate website, LawBizCon, and it is May uh, 13, well, it actually kicks off on the 12th, which is the Sunday night. Um, through to Monday, Tuesday, and you can go home um, Wednesday with a plethora of, of things that you're ready to implement. I'm so excited. So, 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 so excited. So that has been my primary focus for the last um, few days while I have been back in the office. And I've been meaning to get a podcast out there to you. Uh, because I know that you're tuning in every week and I want to commit this year to making sure that I'm really regular with these podcasts, which I have been a little slack about from time to time. Uh, but this year, we're going to just make it happen. So today, let's get into the podcast. Now, I really wanted to talk to you about the crucial role of recording marketing data for effective um, strategy for your law firm. Now, the reason I want to talk to you about this is I actually had a call with someone on Monday. They're a new firm, lovely, loved speaking with her. She's awesome. 
Um, and when you're a new firm, you don't have the data. But what I find with most firms is that they still don't have the data because they're not recording it. And when you're not recording your data, you can't make really good marketing decisions. So this particular um, law firm owner, she was about to spend a whole lot of money on radio ads, which is a big, bold move and good on her. But the really, really important thing when we want to do any kind of marketing is not only that we target our correct audience and attract the right clients to make the marketing really effective. But the other most important thing is that we're actually recording the data so that we know if the phone rings, where that person's coming from, are they our, our, our ideal client, uh, what adjustments can we really make. And the issue is, is that in the really fast paced realm of marketing, Data isn't just a tool. It actually works as a compass that guides every strategic decision when it comes to marketing your law firm. Um, Gone are the days where marketing decisions are made by gut or assumptions. And unfortunately, a lot of the law firm owners that I speak to on a weekly basis, and you know, I'm having calls with, you know, up to 10 lawyers a week or law firm owners a week. Unfortunately, none of them are recording their data. They are just throwing money and effort and energy at the wall, wondering and hoping that something is going to stick. And I just don't want that to be for you. I want you to really be able to collect your data and analyze it so that you can make really great decisions and not just base those decisions on feeling or assumptions. Honestly, I cannot overstate how important it is that you record your data. So I started doing this for my own law firm in uh, 2016. However, it was something I learned when I was first in business as a young sort of 22-year-old prior to me entering law. I was fortunate enough to have an action coach and they taught me how to do this um, data Uh, recording and what to actually record and how it actually helps and it wasn't until 2016 that I remembered all the learnings and then I was like well I have to implement this into the law firm as well what this data driven approach does is it helps us to make informed decisions it helps us to fine-tune our strategies and ultimately receive better results when it comes to attracting your right client One of the other things that I find frustrating when I talk to law firm owners is that they try something for a really short period of time, like they might try Google ads or Facebook ads or some organic kind of marketing, but they feel like it doesn't work and so they just throw it away. And so really that is wasting the money and the time and the effort and the learnings. If you're recording the data, none of that is wasted and then you can actually tweak from there. Another really important reason to collect this data and to really take this data-driven approach is to understand your client behavior. It's an advantage to record the marketing data and um, get this deep insight because it provides you with client behavior. 
by tracking how consumers are interacting with your marketing campaigns, you can undercover patterns and preferences that may not be visible on the surface. And they may not be visible in the back end of, say, Google and the analytics or, or your Facebook analytics. That's only part of the picture. And then the other way that people obviously try and measure is they just use their feeling like, oh no, I'm converting, you know, 100% or oh, the phone, you know, every time the phone rings, it's a decent client. Well, that's not actually measuring the data. That's just really going by, you know, what you think is going on. And sometimes what we think is going on isn't actually factually what is going on. So by collecting the data, we can really understand our client behavior. I'll give you a real life example of this. I was getting at one point in the law firm a whole lot of uh, calls into reception for people seeking child support. So remember that my firm is family law. We don't actually want to deal with child support. It's not profitable. It's not the type of clients we want to attract. That's not our ideal client by any stretch. So we're getting all these child support um, calls. Now, because we were measuring data at the time, I could actually see how many we were getting per week. And it became to a level that was really problematic because what that means is that we are out there spending money or effort targeting the absolute wrong client. So I was able to take that data back to my Google Ads company and then they were able to investigate why are we actually getting all of these these issues with child support clients calling. And what it turned out was that the ad setup had set up some ads that were targeting those types of people. So I knew that through the data and I was able to take that to them. Versus I get a receptionist who says to me, oh, we're getting so many legal aid clients ringing. And again, legal aid clients are not our ideal client because we don't offer legal aid. So this is twofold. One, I can say to the receptionist, okay, well, how many are we actually getting? Because sometimes your staff or your team will over-exaggerate what the issue is. And, you know, in a month we had two. But still, that's two. And how do we resolve not getting those calls? So we can tweak our ads. We can tweak our messaging. We can see and understand what our client behavior is and if we're actually attracting the right clients or not. So all of that data is super, super helpful when it comes to consumer behavior. So that's how I've been able to implement it in the past. The next thing that's really, really important is that because we collect data and we know all the marketing data, we can measure the marketing effectiveness. Another crucial aspect of recording is actually the ability to see what is happening in your campaigns and whether they are actually working for you or not. So key performance indicators or KPIs such as click-through rates or conversions and the return on investment offer a clear picture of what's working and what's not working. And without this data, we're essentially flying blind, which I don't want any of you to do, and we're unable to ascertain the success of our marketing efforts or justify the budgeting spend. And what you'll actually find is, say you use a company for some digital display ads and some SEO and Google ads, 
you'll be paying them a decent amount of money. And what they'll be relying on is they'll be relying on what they see in the back end. So they'll say, oh, it's been so successful. You've had 30 clicks this month. But you'll be able to say if you collect your data, well, actually, the phone's only rung 15 times from those ads and they've been the wrong people. What is going on with the ads? Why aren't we attracting the right clients? Why aren't they actually clicking through? And then you're able to tweak your campaigns and your entire funnel from the keywords right down to where they're landing, right through to the call to action, right through to what's happening on your end of the telephone when your team pick it up. And um, you're able to really hone in when you have that data. So for example, the lady I spoke to earlier in the week who's going to start some radio ads in her brand new law firm, which is super exciting, and it's exciting that she's making bold moves. If she starts measuring how well the ads are going, how well the radio ads are going, and she actually has that data, and she can work out how much the cost of each acquisition is going to be, then she's going to be able to see whether or not the ads are worth running or not. Otherwise, there's actually no way to measure it, and it becomes really tricky when the radio advertising agency comes back to you and they start talking to you about the next six months campaign or whatever it is that you've signed up for. It's so much better when you've actually got something really solid that you can hold on to because you have measured the effectiveness of all the campaigns and all the efforts that you're doing and putting out there. So next up, and this is like so, so important for me, and that is making data-driven decisions because as lawyers, you would think we love facts, but as business owners, as lawyers that own businesses, we do tend to run a little bit ad hocly and gut, and it makes making decisions really, really hard. So the lawyer who's new um, in her business and is going to be running um, radio ads, how does she know at this point if they're going to work or not? And let's say the radio ads are going to cost her $5,000 a month. I don't know what they are going to cost her because I didn't ask, but I've run radio ads in the past and that's what something around that has been the spend. If the ads are going to cost that much, how do I know as a law firm owner if I'm going to get a return on that or not or if it's worth it? So if I run my data, then I can make that decision really, really easily about whether or not it's going to be worthwhile for me to run those ads again. Um, this approach really significantly reduces the risk of guesswork and assumptions, and it leads to more efficient and effective marketing strategies. So what it leads to is it being less expensive with a better result, which means that your investment is going to pay off in such a bigger way. Uh, the next thing is, is that by measuring your data, you can continually improve your ad spend and your effort. So it's not just for ads. This is also for anything you're doing, referral marketing, it's for your organic marketing, it's for your uh, social media, whatever it might be. You can do what's called A-B testing, which is a really interesting thing to do where say, for example, we're running some Facebook ads and we have a visual or an image or a video 
we can test the exact same location, demographics, everything around the ad, but we can change the image on the ad and we can test which A works better or just B work better. We can also test, um, for example, all sorts of things like areas or landing pages or, you know, you and there's so many different components to your funnel, your marketing funnel, that we want to be able to test each of these out and we can do that with the A-B testing, but only if we're, test, if we're testing and measuring our data. So that continual impro- improvement through your A-B testing is really, really important rather than just throwing away your campaign. So I had speak to so many law firm owners and they say, try Google Ads. They spend $1,000, they feel burnt because they don't get a result and they throw it away. Rather than looking at each section of the funnel and working out what isn't working and how we can test and measure it and make the incremental improvements to the marketing strategy so that we're always moving in the direction of greater engagement and higher conversions. I feel really frustrated when I talk to lawyers who throw away their marketing campaigns because they feel like they're not working because they've now talked to me a year later and they are still where they were rather than growing and getting ahead. So that can be really, really frustrating for people. So testing and measuring can really help with that as well. Of course, the other thing that testing and measuring does or using your data you know, driven strategy is that it gives you the competitive edge. Recording and analyzing marketing data provides a significant competitive advantage to your com- competition. And believe me, as a law firm owner, you know, in a competitive space, family law on the Gold Coast and Brisbane, there's always competition around us. It doesn't matter who you are or what practice area you're in. Someone's going to be competing up the ranks in terms of ads and advertising and spend and all of that kind of thing. But if you know your data and you're able to know your client behavior, you're able to make better decisions, you're able to do A-B testing and continually tweak and improve your ads, that is going to give you a competitive advantage for sure for sure so keep that in mind Um, so in conclusion recording your marketing data is not just beneficial um, to your practice it's actually a necessity for your business to thrive in the environment that we have today which is a highly competitive digital era that we're in so you need to be doing this It empowers you as a law firm owner and probably the marketer of your law firm to move beyond guesswork. It provides you solid foundation for strategic decision making and continual tweaking and improvements. It also um, helps you to craft more effective marketing strategies and it helps you to deliver greater value to your clients or potential clients. And it will definitely help you achieve sustainable growth in a really competitive area, which is the legal sector. So that is definitely why you should be implementing a data strategy. Now, if you don't know how to implement a data strategy, this is one of the core modules that I teach inside the Scalable Business Lounge. I teach you how to, first of all, attract the right clients. 
I teach you how to set up three amazing marketing funnels that work for law firms. And then I teach you how to set up this data implementation strategy so that we're taking the guesswork out of everything because I don't want you chucking money away into thin air. Uh, I feel like over the years of having my own practice, I have done that enough for all of us and had to learn the hard way. And I don't want you doing the same. And it's been awesome supporting so many law firm owners in the program. I've got someone that comes to mind who started their business in 2020. They're now aiming this year, they'll be hitting the $2 million revenue mark. We're only in year three of her business. And that's because she's implemented all of these strategies and she's just gone hard on it all. She's done both my Scalable Business Lounge and Accelerator program. And it has been you know, excellent and thriving in a new law firm. And, you know, those kind of results make me really, really excited. And, you know, unfortunately, I took much longer than that to get there. But everything that I learned or the mistakes that I've made, I've been able to pass on to others. And it makes your life so much easier. So why not pay, you know, a few hundred dollars a month to get all of this information soaked into you so that you don't have to go it alone and learn the hard way. Learn the easy way. Come along into the Scalable Business Lounge um, and definitely buy tickets for LawBizCon, if nothing else. So head on over to either scalablelaw.com to check out any of my programs and head on over to lawbizcon.com.au to get your early bird ticket which will set you up for an amazing year and you're going to be in a network with some great other law firm owners everyone that's coming is a law firm owner so you are going to be amongst your people and we are going to have a ball it's going to be so much fun anyway that's all i have for now uh see you uh next week bye for now thank you for listening to the scalable law podcast brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this.